Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello there. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari. Happy Tuesday. And fall is in full swing. I can't believe we're already into November. It is just an you know, whirlwind year for me. I'm not sure about you, but uh, we're winding down, and I'm actually kind of excited about that. We just finished daylight savings. Well, just turned away from daylight savings time, which is really sad because the sun is setting right now, and usually I'm there watching it. Um, but it's an hour earlier now. I just realized that today, and uh, it's so funny. As I was getting, as I was waiting to, to hear my cue to to start speaking, I was listening to the music for the show, and I got lost in the music. And then I was like, "Oh wait, it went silent. What happened?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm supposed to start talking." So here I am, and. Um, Today we have a very popular topic I can see from all of you who, have, who are calling in, and that is the top five ways to handle toxic people energetically. And um, I think everyone has been um, exposed to working with or living with or being friends with somebody who's not for their best interest, um, where the relationship is really not for, you know, it's not working. And um, and it's funny, it's been on my mind a lot lately. And how do you deal with these types of things without flipping the apple cart, right? I mean, you can't go after everybody in a big confrontation, you know, real housewife style. Sometimes you do have to be more finesse. Sometimes you just can't walk away from certain people in your life where to the point where you just cut them off. And sometimes if you cut off every single person that's harassing you or bugging you, you won't have anybody to talk to for a really long time. So there are many different ways to, way more than five, but we're going to talk about five of the real good ones um, to work with these types of situations energetically. And I think personally it's the best and healthiest way to do it. Most of the time, the reason why these people are all the time, the reason why these people are in our lives is to help us to get to a new level, to stand up for ourselves, to overcome certain things, to, you know, see you know, the other side of the coin, all kinds of different reasons why they're in our lives. And I know from doing so many readings, especially this year, I've done a lot of readings. Um, A lot of people call me and they want to know how they can make a person do this or how long they have to wait for a person to do that or, you know, um, and and there's a lot of, you know, if, if that person wasn't doing this to me, then my life would be fine. Or if that person wasn't doing this to me, then I could be happy and so we're going to address those kinds of things today because those are actually very um, counterproductive ways to think, especially about um, toxic folks in your life. And when you do think like that, you really are getting yourself into a kind of a never-ending cycle. So we're going to get to that in a second. First, we're going to do our AHA energy check. So that is 
that we have a waxing moon right now. We're going to uh, towards a full moon, and so that's a very good thing because we're going to have, um, you know, it's a good time for manifesting. Mercury retrograde is is long gone now, and we are in the you know, throws a fall harvest, getting ready for time of gratitude, but Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving, it's my favorite holiday, and, um, you know, so we're going to, but, you know, with Thanksgiving and with Christmas also comes family, and then we have maybe some toxic issues there, so we'll get into that, like I said, in a few minutes, but for now, the energy is in a good place, you should go full, you know, full force with everything you're trying to do, and um, and just relax into that because we're in a good we're in a good spot. We don't have another Mercury retrograde until end of January, so that's good. Um, as far as what's going on in Aha moments, we have readings. I have four, maybe three spots left. I can't I can't remember. I know some people registered since I made that announcement, but um, we have just a few spots left for 2014 at 2014 rates. Now, contrary to years gone by. Uh, my rates are going up in 2015. They're not going to be, there's not going to be like a big, you know, fire sale or anything at the beginning of the year. So this is this is the, some of the shadows of the, the 2014 rate. And so if you'd like to get a, a session, you can go to ahamomentsworld.com forward slash by the C, because these are angel messages by the C. So B-Y-T-H-E-S-E-A. AhaMoments.com, forward slash by the sea, and we will um, you'll get you know once you pay you get the the time link and everything we sort out you, you'll get your appointment and, and then we move on from there. Um, also with those readings you get a pre and post recording um, to prep you for the reading and also to finish off the reading on the on the other end so you continue to get information. Very, very powerful. We get a tremendous amount out in 30 minutes and um, really uh, it's a good way to go. Um, the other thing that I am, I've been up to is we are booking now. We just opened registration for our open to channel channeling class in January. So we're going to be doing that January to February. It's a, a seven-week course for the Advanced Lightworker. We have a, a session going on now. There's only 12 spots for these classes. They're very, very intensive, and they are with information. And so we have open early registration for that. Um, and you can go to – I know I had gotten emails from you guys listening to the radio show because I think I've mentioned it and I hadn't given out a link. Um, but now we are registering, so you don't even have to be – we had a waiting list for that class, so they're kind of starting to register already. But if you'd like to get in on the class, you're welcome to. And you can check that out at ahamomentsworld.com forward slash channel, C-H-A-N-N-E-L. And that's really so that you can get a very personal two-way conversation going with your own personal guides, learning who they are, um, learning how to open up your energy to receive that information and how to do both written and verbal channeling. Uh, Very, very powerful skill for you personally. And if you happen to be in the profession of healing or in artwork, do art or singing or anything where you have to be super creative, this is an amazing course for that because when you're channeling energy into your creativity, it, it, it takes a whole different um, whole different direction. Also, if you're writing a book or thinking about writing a book, um, if you do business planning or strategies, 
very, very, very good course for you. Very applicable to real world everyday life. And um, and I highly suggest it. It's been amazing. I, I do have a big outline on that page, but um, the guides have already gone off the outline <laughs> because they address, they, they sort out the group and what the group needs, and then we kind of go off into other spheres um, and levels. And so it's been really, really fun and very enlightening even for me. I said, oh, they, hey, they didn't say that before. I haven't heard that one come through before. So they channel the whole thing. It's very, very cool. Um, okay, so that's going to start in, I think, January 15th. But we're going to, we're doing a, like a short registration period because we need to get it booked. Um, I did sell my book. Public. We're just finishing inking the deal this week. I'll be able to announce next week probably what, what publisher it is. And so once that is signed, then my schedule goes absolutely through the roof because now they want me to work with their editors and finish up the book so they can get it out to the world. So um, my time is going to kind of be eaten up with that. So just wanted to, uh, that's one of the reasons I'm bringing up all this stuff for the new year so we can get ahead of the game. All right. So, of course, a lot of you are waiting for um, the possibility of a asking a question tonight on the line. So if you'd like to ask a question, uh, the number to call in is 347-215-9485. So that's 347-215-9485. And I'm being guided to say if you can, when we, there's so many of you on the line, um, once, if if you get called on for, you know, okay, if you get chosen for a question, my words are going a little bit of a, uh, please be specific and just ask one question. A lot of times people like to say, oh, can you, what do you see around my romance? And that's just for a radio show, it's just too much. We have, a, you know, about a minute. So um, if you can just keep it fairly specific and something maybe that would benefit the whole audience, that would be awesome. All right, three four seven two one five nine four eight five. So we'll get to those in a little bit. Okay, so let's get into this whole toxic people conversation. I think this is a, always a very popular topic. I have talked about this on the show in the past. Um, it's an ever-evolving topic because I think as you go through, if you have the courage to change, make changes in your life, um, you're always going to, it really does shine kind of the, the light on who's by your side and who's not. And you really do, um, when you're making big changes, and that's, you know, finding the awesome, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, um, making, you know, a big move in your career, you know, moving like I did across the country, um, you know, success things like, you know, publishing a book or getting your own TV show or, 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 or starting your own business or getting a promotion at your job, um, or getting a job, <laughs> a lot of times the people that you think are going to be there by your side kind of fall by the wayside and they're not there, or they change very strangely, and I put strangely in air quotes, or, um, you know, they just disappear. And, um, and, and, and that can be really disconcerting. And I know that when we, we're not going to talk about this much on this show, but one of the things that I work with entrepreneurs. I, I did a lot of consulting with entrepreneurs and both uh, marketing and manifesting and helping people get their businesses off the ground and stuff. I did that for many years and had tons and tons of clients, hundreds of clients. And um, one of the biggest things that would hold entrepreneurs back from 
making big moves in their lives was that they were afraid they were going to lose the people that were in their lives. They were afraid that if they got too big or they got too successful or they made a jump, that they were going to be leaving some people behind. People wouldn't really, you know, what are they going to think of me? Will they still, if I hit the lottery, will my friends still be my friends? You know, if I, you know, do super well, if I do something that's really a dream come true, if I make it on, you know, Project One Way, or if I try out for, you know, audition for that dance company, or if I, you know, open my own art gallery, or any of these, anything, even, you know, I'm talking about, you know, somewhat what people would consider to be bigger things, but those big dreams, that if we do that, who are we going to leave behind? Are we going to be alone in our success? Are we going to be supported? Are we going to have to give everything we have earned away so that we can still be in good favor with everyone? Um, You know, you may not start off thinking that way. You know, when when you're in your 20s and you're first starting out and the world is your oyster and, you know, you're invincible, you go for it and you don't really give a thought to that. But once you've had a success and then you've had people react surprisingly negatively to it, it makes you gun-shy for the next time. And that sometimes can be the people who are absolutely the closest to you, which is always very disconcerting as well because you expect, okay, well, uh, I actually when I when I used to teach my entrepreneurs, I would always say that, especially the ones who were working on, you know, finding your passion and right livelihood and all that stuff, um, and they would say, I have this great idea, and I'm going to run it by my friends and family. And I'd say, stop. They're the last people to hear about the great idea. Do you want to talk about your great idea to strangers who have already done it? Do you want to talk to people about your great new idea? You want to incubate that idea. You want to incubate it from anything that would set you off and make you stop. And most of the time when you have people around you who are very close to you, if you're going to go off and do something really big and different, it's going to affect their lives. And they're dependent on you staying the same because then that allows them to stay the same. And when that happens and you decide, you know what, I can't do this anymore, I can't stay the same anymore, it's time for me to make my leap, when you do that, then it makes all of the dominoes fall for everyone else who you're interconnected with. So a lot of times they'll react in a really negative way or in a passive-aggressive way or in an oppressive way or in a, you know, frenemy kind of a way. Um, and we'll talk about some of those in a second. Um, and and it's very painful because you're feeling vulnerable and if there was ever a time that you needed friends and family to rally and they know you and they know you your vulnerabilities and they know your intimate, you know, details about your life, if there's ever a time you really needed them to say, yeah, yeah, go, 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 um, you know, it, it's that time. It's that time when you're taking that risk. So when you are taking risks, one of the things you really want to do is you want to find people who are already way more successful than you are at what they're doing um, that's in alignment with what you want to do because they will gives you, number one, a, a much more realistic idea of, you know, what it takes to go beyond it, but they'll also not be threatened. So you don't get the competitiveness, you don't get the jealousy, you don't get the envy, you don't get the, you know, looking over the fence and, and taking stock of, 
you know, what are you doing? What do you have that I can have? You don't get the people that can't be happy for you unless there's something in it for them. You get somebody who's already done it. It's kind of a no-brainer to them because they've already done it. They're not really worried about you because they're so far along in what they're doing, so they're not feeling threatened by you. And that's where you kind of want to surround yourself. And that might just be one person. That might be getting in touch with a blogger who's doing something similar or an author of a book. I have a lot of friends now who um, are authors of books, um, like best-selling books. And that's because I used to read and read and read and I'd like get really into, because I just didn't have anybody in my inner circle who could really get the idea of, like everybody I was around was corporate. My family was very, you know, corporate focused and day job focused. And I was the, you know, the spiritual entrepreneur. Like, really? Like, what is that? You get a life and <laughs> all those things I used to hear. Um, and I would go and read, you know, every single day. And um, when I left corporate America, I, I made my new office, Barnes & Noble. Well, at the time, it was Borders. I'd go to Borders every day, and I would be there for six, seven hours at a time. And I would just read and read and read and write and write and teach myself things and read. And then, you know, on the weekends, I would go into channeling sessions. I'd, I'd go see Lee Carroll or, you know, any of the other major channels. I'd go to workshops. I worked with... Um, Shakti Gawain and Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and Doreen Virtue and, you know, the list goes on and on. And um, I just immersed myself into research and studying and, you know, did some consulting and things to pay the bills. But I really cocooned myself because, and then I said, well, you know, I'm not getting very much support from, you know, friends and family. So I think I need to reach out to these authors. So I would, at the time, it wasn't like the internet. We didn't have like the same accessibility that we do now where you could just go on Twitter and start tweeting with them or send them a direct message or find them on Facebook and IM them or, you know, send an email. Um, I had to contact our publishers and um, I would contact the publisher and I'd ask for the publicist and I would ask for, you know, the, the information to, you know, speak with, this author or that author, um, or I would take one of their workshops, or I would sign up for a one-on-one session, and I would strike up a conversation about not just the the content, but like how do you do what you do? And I, you know, it, it was fascinating. We call those informational interviews, and it's really important. And I know this seems like I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Obviously, the guys wanted this to be said. Um, I'm not really. I'm just trying to show you from the beginning how you can find the people who are really going to be objective in your personal growth and not subjective and attached and clinging and angry and, you know, swiping you. Or as one of my friends said to me, you know, about a situation I was in myself, she said, you know, you're flying high and they're taking an Uzi and shooting you out of the air, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, whoa, you know. And uh, you're just trying to figure out, can your wings really flap? Like, are, like, how high are we here? And then it's like, and you're like, what? You know, wait a second. What, who's shooting? The, what? You know, so, and that happens. It happens to me. It happens to anybody. In fact, I remember um, a big leap I had taken, and I started getting all kinds of um, criticism. It was when I did my first health summit. And, you know, when you're, you know, we, I expected maybe 400 people to register for that thing. I think we had, I don't know, 20,000, some insane, you know, some insane number. I thought we were going to get registrations from two countries. We had registrations from 95 countries. So it, it just, we went, 
it was me and my assistant. We're trying to run this whole thing, and we had, you know, 11 amazing, I think 12 amazing speakers, and they all had enormous lists, and, you know, it was just like, boom, you know, and, and, and our links were breaking for the telephone, and I remember, like, getting all this hate mail, you know, and I was like, you know, because you get all the success, and, but with that success comes more critics, you know, and and so your client or or your audience can can be this toxic situation as well. And you know, I remember like you know calling up my friend Dane, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, they hate me. He's like, and he's like chilling on the phone. He's like, yep, welcome to my world, you know. Oh, that means you're successful. And I called Sandy Taylor. Oh my god, they hate me. Oh, she's like, yeah, welcome to my world. Yep, yep, that's what happens. You know, you're successful. And I'm like. How could and I talked to Lee Carroll, he said the same thing and I thought you know, it's funny, all they're all friends and mentors and colleagues and stuff and um and they all were like, That's okay, Mari, keep going, it's all right, you know. None of them said, Well, it's the truth, you are a jerk. None of them said that. None of them said, Well, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe you should have a day job so that you can actually, you know, have more control over your situation. None of them said that. Why? Because they're in the business and they get it. And they knew what it felt like to go from that kind of small, limited space to that big crescendo space where they take that big quantum leap forward and they put themselves out there. And when you put yourself out there, you get slammed from some people and you get embraced by others. Because, I mean, there was amazing, you know, letters and testimonials coming in. But for every 200 great letters, you know, I'd be hysterical over the two really bad ones, you know. And uh, and that's how, how we deal with that. So that's what, you know, we're up against. So as lightworkers, as enlightened entrepreneurs, as folks who really do think differently, I think that if you're even listening to this show and you've been following any of this work and you're part of our our community here, um, you want different. You're different. You're not, you know, the average Joe. And so, you know, a lot of times, though, you're coming up out of a group that is, you know, that's, that's more traditional maybe or, you know, just doesn't want the same level of things or doesn't have the same amount of thought processes. So it's very important to uh, to do a few of these things that we're going to talk about, these tools. So I'm just going to go quickly through some of the different types of toxic people. We have the dream killers. We have the game players. We have the envious ones and the jealous ones. We have the critics. We have the oppressors. We have the passive-aggressive people. We have the manipulators. We have the ones that compare and compete. And when I say that, what I mean is the ones who say, um, well, uh, you know, I, I, I remember saying to one, one gal who we're not friendly anymore, but I said, oh, you know, I'm working on this book. And then I, I was, you know, asking me some magazine articles or something. And she said, oh, well, that's good for you, but I can't, I don't know how to do all that. So that wouldn't work for me. And I'm like, okay, so that wasn't the, that wasn't really the, issue (laughs) I've just said this is what I'm doing you know but it turned into a situation so um, that's what comparing and competing is when they when a person can't listen to you unless they're comparing themselves and competing with it Um, the frenemies when people are your friends but at the same time they're pulling you down or saying because they know your buttons they know your vulnerabilities and just when they they, they, a lot of times they mean well, they, they kind of want to be happy for you, but they're so overcome with um, jealousy or envy or fear for themselves that they'll never, you know, get there or acquire what it is or whatever. Um, you see this a lot when 
people get new boyfriends or girlfriends. Um, you have those those frenemy people. And then, of course, good old lovely family members. And not all family members, for sure, but uh, we all have, you know, at least one that's tough. So those are the types of folks. And then here's some of the energetic things you can do to shift this. Because now, can you, you know, like I said at the top of the show, we can't kick everybody out of our lives. There are certain people that, um, you know, are going to be around, family members in particular, Sometimes our bosses, we need to, you know, keep our jobs for a while until we can kind of, you know, reposition ourselves. Um, you know, tough coworkers who, um, you know, that the, I know in corporate, there was nothing more toxic for me than working for somebody else in a corporate setting. It was, it was just the most diabolical structure ever. <laughs> I, I don't know how people do it, but, you know, choice is choice. And I remember learning a lot of these techniques while I was there in corporate because I was in, in uh, I was an executive in marketing and advertising, and that's really cutthroat. And uh, back in the telephone wars, I was in I worked for AT and T and many other companies as a consultant as well. And uh, you could just see the politics was just uh, absolutely debilitating. Um, the first thing, and you're not going to like this as much. I know when I, my friends ask me questions about this, I always say the first thing you need to change is yourself. That is, the, from an energetic perspective, it is the most powerful thing you can do is to shift you. And so what do I mean by that? Um, when we are dealing with toxic people. One of the reasons why we label them toxic is because we can't, we feel we can't be happy around these people, that they don't want the best for us, et cetera, et cetera. But and that's fine. You know, a lot of people don't want the best for me. That's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. But the ones that bother me are the ones that I attach my happiness to. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is there are certain people who are close to you that you want to say, rah, rah, sis, boomba, go, go, go. I'm so happy for you, and genuinely mean it. And if you don't, can't really fully embrace what you're doing because you haven't gotten that head nod. So essentially, you are attaching your happiness onto their approval. And the less toxic people, they're just reacting. The more toxic people do that on purpose because they know that you are seeking their approval, and they know that it will hurt you if they don't give it. So... And then the ones who are even worse, the really diabolical ones, give it and then take it away. Then give it, then take it away. Like one day they're happy for you, the next day they're shooting you down. The next day they're happy for you, the next day they're shooting you down. If you attach your willingness to be happy, which is always a choice, to not say be happy, feel good about yourself, feel worthy about yourself, feel self-love, any of those those things, not just happy, but any of those positive emotions. If you attach any of that to somebody else's approval, you will be miserable for the rest of your life. This is a time, especially if you're dealing with this kind of situation, where you have to become an emotionally independent person. We talk a lot about financial independence. We talk a lot about, you know, physical independence but emotionally independent and now the next level energetically independent oh god huge when you can become energetically independent it is anything is possible 
And what I mean by that is when somebody is dependent on you behaving a certain way, they're saying, okay, you're changing, but I'm not allowed to be happy because you're changing. And if you don't stay the same, then that means that my happiness is in jeopardy or my security or my mask or my crutch or my curtain so that I don't have to change myself because if you don't change them, I can stay the same because I'm not, you know, I'm better than you anyway. But, you know, if you change, then, you know, what if you're better than me? You know, that kind of thing. So if that person, when you have that person, what they do is they put energetic cords in you because they need you. They're kind of feeding off that energy, whether it's negative, positive, stagnant, whatever it is. When you say I'm changing, then it's like, okay, those cords are going to cut. And they are energetically dependent on your energy staying in one way. I know I've had clients where they're in a bad, you know, relationship with their spouse. And they say, oh, well, you know, he said this or she said that. And it gets them all upset. And that person likes the negative attention. They know, okay, if that person is all spinning, if I can get this person to spin and be upset all the time, that means they're invested in me. Like, have you ever had someone say, um, I'm worrying about you. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. And it's like, okay, so why? <laughs> you know, like, I'm good. I'm good. No, no, no. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. And, it, it, you know, you have to say, okay, well, maybe you shouldn't be worried. Maybe you should be enthusiastic. Maybe, that, you know, is worry love? Is that really love? A lot of people think it is. It's really not. Worry is negative prayer. I say, stop worrying about me. You're giving me bad juju. (laughs) You know, you're saying, you're assuming that I don't have God in my life, that I don't have, you know, personal power, that I don't have, you know, the the ability to, to do what I need to do. And that word worry is, it's just not it's not conducive to anything. It's really not a positive word. So anyway, when you have this kind of situation going on, you end up with cords in each other. We call these energetic cords. We call them uh, negative negative cords. And you have a positive cord and you have a negative cord. So the, the positive one, you know, it's that energetic exchange. It's positive. It's it's nourishing and it's, it's uplifting. But the negative ones are the drain cords. And we all have them. And so one of the first things you can do is to cut your cords. Now, there's all different kinds of ways. Some of it's in mystery school. That, you know, they have a big old ceremonial kind of ritualistic way. But, you know, Doreen Virtue, I think, had one of the best ways, which was to have Archangel Michael cut your cords. And you just say, you know, Archangel Michael, can you please come with your sword and cut the cords? And you will see a sword. You can, you know, envision this sword coming down and cutting the energetic cords from you and whatever toxic person you, you choose. Um, and and you can ask them to pull the cords out from the roots. So then you'll kind of look like Swiss cheese. You can then ask Archangel Raphael to fill in those Swiss cheese holes from those cords with a green healing gel. So you're kind of sealing them up, sealing yourself, and calling your energy back to you, kind of containing your energy and not allowing someone to feed off of it. This, um, when you when you when you focus in that way and you start to take stock of your energetic hygiene, your energetic um, safety, and your energetic uh, boundaries, okay, what you start to create is a level of energetic independence. And people can feel that. Uh, a lot of women, I, I, I do readings on the Best Psychic Directory. You can go to, if you want a quick reading, you don't have to wait for, you know, four months. You can potentially get me there during the week, bestpsychicdirectory.com. 
But um, when I do readings over there, a lot of people call me about relationships. And it is a, it's stunning to hear how many people are really energetically dependent on each other. I'm not talking about just the financially, you know, am I paying for him, am I paying for him, this, or the, you know, the physically, you know, I won't have a roof on my head if he doesn't pay my bills, but energetic stuff. You know, is he thinking about me? Is, is she thinking about me? Tell me, is she thinking about me? That's energetic codependence because that's that feeling of I, I can't breathe unless I know this person is connected. And a lot of times when someone goes off with someone else, they disconnect energetically. You're just not on their radar. And you feel it. People feel it. So when you choose to disconnect energetically with someone, which is, is not a bad thing, especially if they're you know toxic in some way to you, um, cutting your cords is one of the best things you can do energetically. And quite frankly, you can do that by asking right before you go to sleep each night. Cut the cord. You can also, the second thing is, uh, and when I, well, let, me, let me just back up. When you say cut my cords, you know, you're about to go to sleep, you lay down your bed, you say, okay, Archangel Michael, can you please cut any and all cords that are in me, both consciously and unconsciously, you know, to any people who are drained on my energy and help me to become more energetically independent, more energetically self-sufficient so that I can rely on, you know, the power of the infinite, my infinite self of God, the powers of be, the God of your understanding, however you want to call it, and um, and so that I am, you know, fully whole. You can also, the second thing you can do is um, call your energy back to yourself at night. So for me, after doing a gazillion readings and shows and, you know, dealing with all my personal stuff. And I, when I go to sleep at night, I, I call back all of my energy from all directions of time through what I call a cheesecloth, through filters. So it's like a big cheesecloth, like a big piece of cloth that has little tiny holes in it, like a strainer. And you're calling your energy back through that strainer. So anything that was attached, anything, any needy energy, any, you know, toxic energy that was attached to your energy Get, you pull you you filter that out, but you pull all of the love energy in, and you pull all of all of your own energy back. Okay, and and that you'll sleep so much better when you do that. One of the things that happens for people is they get really fragmented because every time something happens, good or bad, a piece of your energy goes with it. So the person who insults you, you know, you uh, it's all back and some of your energy goes there. Like you've just, you know, or you've just spent two hours on the phone helping somebody with an issue. A lot of your energy is gone in that direction. You've just, you know, dealt with your kids, you know, and they're, they're, they're fighting with their siblings or, you know, you had an issue with school and you had to go to the PTA and, and deal with the, the principals and the chancellors and whatever. You, energy goes there. Um, you're at the grocery store and somebody cuts you off in traffic. Your energy goes there. You're fragmented. It's like having a computer that's fragmented. When you have that happening, you feel really drained and you feel very, like, shallow. You know, you don't feel whole. You feel kind of vapory, kind of shadowy. Um, it's the way you can tell when you've been energetically uh, zapped or when you're depleted. You know, it's, a, it's like physical fatigue but more energy. Oriented. So, um, and what you can do is just call your energy back to yourself. 
And that's what you want to do each night. You want to say, I want to be whole. When, I, when you go to sleep, you want all of you there. There's a lot that happens in your sleep. You know, you have energetic teachers who work with you in the dream state. You get insight. You know, you get all kinds of, you're, you're sorting through and sifting through all those things during the day. You're problem solving. You're healing. Your body is healing. You're replenishing. There's a tremendous amount going on when you're asleep. So part of the reason, like a lot of people have insomnia too, is that they're not fully back with themselves. So there's like this kind of awake, awakeness because they know some part of themselves is missing. I want to just say I call back all parts of myself in all directions of time through filters and complete myself to whole. And you can ask your angels to help you with that. Archangel Michael, again, is wonderful for calling back your energy, for retrieving your energy. Okay, and that helps so much because when you're whole energetically, the whole toxic people thing doesn't have anywhere near an effect. But imagine it. If you didn't take a shower and you didn't brush your teeth and you never washed your hair and you went through this for, you know, 30, 40 years of your lifetime and you never did any kind of hygienic anything, you would, you'd be pretty messy. And that's what a lot of people are energetically. So then you go and you take all of that and you put it into a, a situation that's, you know, challenging. And then you don't have any life to stand on because you're just so depleted before you even get started. So when you start to do this kind of maintenance, it really, really helps so that you're going to each situation whole and you're going to each situation with all of your energetic receptors in place and and protected. Okay, so one of the ways that you can protect yourself, and this is a, one of my favorite ways, is to uh, surround yourself in, you know, white light. Now, a lot of you have heard that. I find that um, I have I know people who do really 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 into shielding, protecting, and this and that, and they shield so much that they block out everything. And um, one of the things I learned in, in, as I was start doing my studies is again similar to the thing we we're just talking about. You don't want to block out every single piece of energy there is. So um, when you do a ball of light, like you're going into a work situation or um, a family holiday. You know, where you know, like, that cousin so-and-so is going to be there, and you know, or, you know, uh, papa so-and-so, mama so-and-so, uncle so-and-so, auntie so-and-so, they're going to be there, and then and it gets intense, you know, and everybody has these very bucolic ideas of how the holidays should be. Very few people have holidays that look exactly like it's portrayed on TV, and um, and so one of the things you can do before you go is to fortify your energy by putting a big ball of white light around yourself, but allowing, now, if you're not going to a really harsh situation, you want to put mirrors around yourself. So you have a ball of light, like a mirror ball, like the mirror ball trophy on Dancing with the Stars. And um, I got tickets to that, by the way, you guys. It's so exciting. Um, the, the energy bounces off the mirror and goes back to the person. You can just say, return the sender with consciousness, okay? So you just return it to the sender, or you can say, I return this energy back to its sender with love, or just return the energy back to sender to do whatever it needs to do to the sender, but you are bouncing energy back towards the person who's sending it. Um, you can do that with mirrors. You can also, I found sometimes, though, if you do the mirrors, the good stuff kind of can't come through, so then you find that you're not fine, you're feeling um, protected, but then you're also feeling kind of lonely because you're not open to receive the good stuff. 
So you can also do that with, you know, to sort of evaluate your situation if you're feeling really under siege, then by all means mirrors. If you're not, then you might want to do a big ball of energy, but let it be more like fabric oriented, like that strainer we're talking about. White light, you can even do pink light if you want to soften it a little bit and then bounce the energy back. Just bounce it back and allow but allow the good stuff to come through the filter. So you're still getting fortified. Um, one of my other energetic things, and this is more from the, you know, kind of old world um, direction, is there are very, there's plenty of different types of herbs and foods that are protective. And so um, when you ingest them, you have a layer, an extra layer of protection in your energy. Artichokes are one of them. And it was funny because my friend um, has a beautiful garden here in, in, uh, at her house in uh, California, and she served artichokes. And it was the first time I ever had, like, fresh artichokes. I didn't even know how artichokes grew. I just thought they were in the grocery store, you know, one of those. <laughs> and then she had this big, huge artichoke bush. And, um, <laughs> excuse me, I had my first, you know, artichokes all steamed and with herbs and God knows what. And I was obsessed with these artichokes. Every week I was buying artichokes and I was asking her to teach me how to cook them and I was texting her, you know. And I was still in New Jersey and I was buying artichokes. I, I think I even still have artichokes in my refrigerator now. And I finally just went to my book and looked up you know, why I was so into them. And sure enough, they were for protection. So I said, that's interesting. So even if you have a bowl of them sitting on your your you know, kitchen table or whatever. It's a symbol of protection. Mint tea is one of the other ones that's really good. And when I was in corporate, this is awesome, especially for meanie bully women. <laughs> mint tea, if you have a cup of mint tea on your desk, the the mint is a protector and it also repels negative energy. So it was funny because when I had a boss I really didn't like, I'd always get a big cup of mint tea and I'd stick it on my desk and leave the lit off and she was going to come in but she would stand at the threshold of the door. She would never quite step into my office and I'd always chuckle to myself and keep replenishing the mint tea. So um, hot or cold, but I think hot works better for for whatever reason. Um, Okay, and then finally I'm going to just do one more and then we'll start looking at uh, going towards some reading. Um, One of the other, well, this is a combination type of thing. One of the other things you can do energetically to pull energy, um, a lot of times we think about repelling energy, but one good way, and, 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 and Dane taught me this, I can't take credit for it, I always like to do credit where credit is due, um, but one really good way that I've found um, is when somebody's coming at you, they're yelling, they're upset, whatever, instead of blocking, because we usually brace ourselves and we get tense and tight, that's only a physical ailments and thing. Allow the energy to go all the way through you. So instead of like blocking it at you, say, okay, I'm going to just open myself up and it's just going to all the way through my body, just all the way through. And it completely dissipates the strength and the power of it. And it's really, really amazingly powerful technique, really amazing tool. So it's called pulling energy, and you can literally just allow the energy to go all the way through you instead of trying to bounce it back off of you. And I actually, so I think actually, as I think about it, I think that works even better than the mirror ball thing. But they have different, you know, different times and different, you know, places and different purposes. So you can use your own judgment with that. 
but those are those are some of the top ways. Like I said, I could I could probably do a whole week of shows about this stuff, but I wanted to just have you to start thinking a little differently about how you handle people in your life, um, and start with the energetics first. A lot of times it will dissipate so much that you won't have to address it in the physical. Or when you do address it in the physical, you'll get much more insight and a much more productive, constructive way of dealing with it than like just the, you know, the he said, she said, tit for tat, you know, all that stuff. All right. So, um, wow, Sam, I can't believe I talked that long. I guess we're going to do readings. I guess we'll skip the break. We can get a couple of calls in here. So if you'd like to call in, um three four seven two one five nine four eight five. And we have plenty of you on the line already, so we are gonna go ahead and take the first caller and that would be um Sherelle in Detroit. Hi Sherelle. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Fine. Thanks for taking my call and for you Oh you're welcome. And for your lovely house. For whoever that pre-screening the show. Oh, wait, I, get, I didn't hear you. What did you just say? I said thank you for you and your host for taking my call. Oh, or, okay. <laughs> that, that would be Sam, my producer, yep. Oh, Sam, okay. Let <laughs> him I say thank you. He I had you. a question <laughs> for you. Okay. Um, I was calling about um finance. Um, Do you see... <clears throat> My finance or a job so I've been applying for a job over a year, and nothing hasn't called me back or anything. Actually, I was doing just on online doing applications right now as we speak, and my birthday this month, so do you feel like any um finances or anything increasing? You know, I think that the strategy that you've been using is more like I have to just be able to pay my bills, but I think you're really. You have very light, bright energy. You have a lot of angels around you. It's very interesting. Very, very light and bright I hope energy. So. Um, yeah, you do. You really do. I'll be trying and, to uh, connect and contact, and I don't yes, see yes, you here. Yes, yes, and they're saying, yeah, they they're right there with you. They absolutely are right there with you. And so um, there's two things they're saying. One is that you need something that's more creative, and you're not going for a job that's creative enough for you. So I don't know what that means, but you know, play with that. And then the other thing is um, they don't want you to be more so so focused on just bills. They want you to focus on what's going to make your heart sink. And I know that sounds like counterintuitive when you're thinking, okay, I've got to get a job because I have to pay bills. But what will help you more is to say, okay, how can I contribute and make more money than I know what to do with that makes my heart really sing. What can I do that makes my heart really sing? Now, um, you can play with that as well, but the the thing that they're saying is um, on the other side of the holidays, you might hear something to begin with before the holidays from something, but it may be that would the be job that Oh gosh, we're really close, aren't we? I'm asking. Um, <laughs> somewhere between uh, Thanksgiving and and Christmas, you'll probably hear something, and then on the other side of the new year, like somewhere by you know January 15th through the 30th, something in there, it'd feel more like you know solid where you land land something. But don't be afraid to do some volunteer work, 
or some help at the church or something because it feels like the job that you get is not Mm -hmm. going to be necessarily an Internet-based type of thing, but something that somebody offers you because you've been so kind and so, you know, helpful in in some other way. Okay, so... You know, I was planning on volunteering at a hospital, but I'm just like... Because I just recently went to a hospital last month, but I, I... I asked them about their volunteer service, but I'm like, okay, I'm in school, and I have homework, and I got tons of projects to do, so I couldn't right. have that on my, a lot of, you know, on my head. And it's currently, I'm in, I'm working too, so work, school, homework, projects. Wow, that would be a you're lot. really busy. Well, the, the yeah. volunteer work, even if it was like one or two hours a week, would lead. There feels like there's somebody who's going to also be volunteering, or somebody's going to take notice, and there's going to be a job that comes up out of that. And so I'm glad that you're already in that zone. The angels are never wrong, and um, they're they're kind of flying right around you. Art, I'm going to just tell you the name of an angel. Now I'm going to have to jump off because I have to get to the next caller. Um, Okay, Archangel nice. Shamuel, C H A M U E L. Shamuel. He is for uh, life purpose, new jobs, and also for true love. So you can talk to him about okay. stuff first and then the love thing next. All right. Now, as, now as I was speaking, hold on. Okay. Now, as I was speaking, now would that be in the hospital wise or just volunteering, period? Um, I think volunteering, period. Okay. So I know my your, teacher was telling pick. me that too. That might be that might okay. be a message for me too. Yeah, I think so. Thank okay, you. Okay, I'm gonna have to go. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Have a great night. Good luck with everything. Okay, next we have um let's see. Um Jesse in Maryland. Hi Jesse, are you there? I'm here. I'm here and I've been listening and um it's great. I mean I really everything you're saying is uh, just validating me more and it's I can't even explain the feeling that I'm having about like it's just it's like not it's beyond it's kinda of beyond hope. But I I you know, I wrote this thing down for you and I was like, This is right and this is right and this is right, you know. But I, I was calling it initially about a relationship, you know. And and I think you know, I've, what I'm trying to say is you're at, I'm at, and I guess I think I'm at this place. Uh, today was an amazing day. I kind of um, feel like I'm at that emotional independence. And I'm also seeing a bit more clearly what, you know, what what people's agendas are or if they have agendas. And I've been dating this guy for three years, and I've kind of hit this home point where you were saying the blocking um, technique, well, literally was texting. At first, I had blocked him because I thought, I can't handle these blows. And then I had opened the lines and said, you know what, I'm just going to use this as a medium for him, you know, just to shoot, do whatever he needs to do to get it out. And I'm, but if I do this, I promise myself boundaries. I'm not going to respond to the negative. I'm not, because that was my cycle. You know, because I was looking for that validation from him. And I realized kind of the commitment has come from, you know, I didn't need validation necessarily from him, but I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure why. I need you to get to the question because I'm going to run out of time. Sorry, I'm, so sorry. I'm not sure why, 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 why he's still in my life. I, I mean, what is surrounding it is what I'm saying. Like, why, why I'm still getting a no that this isn't finished even though he is 
what you're explaining is toxic for me. So your question is, why, why is this person? Yeah, why, you know, what, what, um, you know, what messages I think, okay, are you so saying? I think that he's in your life because he's a great distraction for you from you. And at this point in time, the spin and the way that the current, you know, kind of flow of your relationship is not nourishing. And that's the word that you need to put into your vocabulary is nourishing. Mm -hmm. When you look at that relationship with him or anybody else, you want to say, does this feel nourishing to me? Like when you eat that meal that tastes so good and, Mm -hmm. and you feel satisfied and not overfull and not like you just had like a bunch of junk food and then you feel empty afterwards. Um, you know, he's kind of like Burger King for you right now, you know. It's mm-hmm. like you can yeah, yeah, get yeah. some attention, but then you're like hungry afterwards. That's not nourishing. So what you want to do with this situation is you want to pull away and you want to start to create. Ask for emotional and energetic independence because the two of you are both codependent on the energy. It's like no energy is okay. You know, like negative energy rather is better than no energy whatsoever. So when you get to the point that you are in this and in such a spin, you Sorry. you there's there's that pull and you have to step back and say, if there's no nourishment here, it's time to move to a different direction. And that doesn't mean another person, that means to yourself. Right. I'm gonna have to I mean, I jump to the next gotcha. person. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I apologize for having to cut you off, but I just okay, we're about to end we're gonna be Coming, coming close here. Um, okay, next we have uh, Linda in Minnesota. Hi, Linda. Or no, Lindsay. Is that Lindsay? Okay, here we go. Hi. Hi there. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. What's your question? Um, I actually have been going through like a severe crisis situation with my toxic, abusive boyfriend. And uh-huh. I realized that our relationship was abusive. I didn't even know I had all these abuse patterns, and so does he from childhood. And mm-hmm. I started, like, separating from him and <clears throat> over three months ago and communicating this with him the whole time and, like, giving him the option to be the best. I have four children. The t- two youngest are with him, and they're eight months and two years. And he oh, wow. basically just, like, wow. lied to me. And he, I was a stay-at-home mom, and he made lots of money. And he lied to me and did not pay the bills, waited till I got an eviction notice and shut off on my electricity and stuff, and then left. And I've done a lot and got a lot of help, and I got October's rent paid, and I'm almost to November's. But my lease is about up, too. He did a lot to sabotage me, and I'm doing my best to get a job and stay together so I can don't have to move. Um, okay, houses. so what's the question? And what's the question? Am I going to be able to make it, or should I, like, I feel like I'm, I focus my energy on the house or keeping the house, or should I, is it gone? Like, I need to get a job to keep the house, and I'm just, like, so... Yeah, you're you know, in that state. Stricken. And and so let me yes. let me just help you to back up. Okay. So Thank you. so when you so first of all, the relationship at this point needs to be put on ice. You know, it's looking done. To, he left. He's in a he's in yeah, New York so now. He's he left. Gone, and so you're not expecting anything on from his end. And and I think you're doing I can exactly hope, but yeah. what you, 
yeah, exactly. So, you, so the the thing that you want to do from from the conversation that we're having today, that you know, is to start to ask to pull all of your energy back to yourself. Okay, so that that technique we talked about earlier on the show. Yep. That's number one because that's going to really help to fortify you. So you can have the wherewithal to make these decisions because I understand you feel like really like your back is up against the wall. It does feel to me like you're going to be able to keep your house. Um, and it feels like there's a source of um, income coming to you that you don't see yet. It's probably another, ooh, they're saying 7 to 21 days. So, you know, 1 to 3 weeks, you're going to start to see some resources and some help. Understand, Lindsay, that sometimes when you're in this situation, and I I have a lot of empathy for you. Um, Thank you. When you're in, in that spin like that, you're working mm-hmm. really hard. You're on like all your pistons are running at the same time, you know, and kind of like you could, and you've got young kids it's involved. Going forth between that and like complete hopelessness. No, <laughs> no, like, there's no hopeless. Yeah. There's no, there's no hopeless. There's no hopeless. I have. A, I've had like two bad days of that. Is, yeah, yeah, I, I understand. But what you're doing is you're coming to the end of what you know how to do mentally, and this is where the idea of surrender comes in to allow in the new information and this is for everybody listening sometimes when you get into a situation like what Lindsay's in where your back is against the wall and it feels like like you're at the end of the the chain you are at the end of what you mentally know how to do and you need more information you need more resources so instead of praying for can you save the house can I save the house and how do I get more money start praying for helpful people new opportunities, and a different point of view, okay? To pray a little differently. You're going to start asking a little differently. The the um, the guide you want to ask for, there's two, well, there's three guides, okay? So Archangel Michael for protection, Archangel, um, oh, no, not Archangel, Aracura, so it's A-E-R-A-C-U-R-A. Aracura is for emergency money for household situations. Okay. So that's Aracura. Okay, Archangel Michael, Aracura. All right. And um, just trying to see if there was anybody else. Abundantia. Abundantia is like Goddess Fortuna. She's the goddess of money and abundance. Lakshmi is also another goddess of money and abundance. You want to just ask them to step in and intervene. What you're needing now is an intervention of something beyond you. You have done everything. Yes, and this is, and that's where call me and I'm like, Mari, you gotta tell me. All right, I'm keep my You know, and it's like, okay, stop. You know, breathe. You're at a point where what you're perceiving is true. Your mental mind is at its limit of knowing of know how. Now yeah. you gotta pray differently <laughs> for more information that can support you. Now I have to end the show, so I'm gonna have to go. But I hope that helps. And I'm wishing you, you all the best. And just call on those guys, and they will definitely be there for you. Okay? I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Willingsy. Good luck to you. All right, everybody. I can't believe it. We actually got to the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. Um, if you would like to talk to me one-on-one and get one of the last, I think, three or four readings that we have now, www.ahamomentsworld.com forward slash by the C, by the C, B-Y-S-B-Y-T-H-E-S-E-A. And um, I think that's it for tonight. We are going to be back this time next week. I believe Sandra Ann Taylor from Hay House is 
releasing a new book. She called me the other day. So we may be having Sandy on the show. I will let you know by email. In the meantime, please, please, please enjoy the rest of your week. And we end with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.